podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Now that we're out of the Europa League, it has gone down to once a week, but obviously still hit the like button, get it up to a thousand likes. And we've got another midweek fixture coming re- real soon around the corner. So obviously on that week, we will be twice. But apologies, people. I know how much you love the pod. But we are doing once a week now, every week until the end of the season. And then we'll see what we're doing for the summer. Welcome back, James. What are you saying, James? All good? Holiday fun? Yeah, it was fun. Thank you all for wishing me such a great holiday. I saw that intro of the last podcast. You're all very um, concerned about my well-being and my need for a break. And thank you all for the sympathy you showed. No problem. Welcome. Anytime. <laughs> you know that they say that the best jokes are the ones you have to write down and read out. So I've got I've got just a little reply to all, like all three of you for the things you said about me in the intro. You know that I'm not committed and and lazy and all that. So so Lee, for you, <laughs> the only reason you would do the show abroad. It's because you're so useless with your passport, there's no guarantee you'll even make it back for the next recording. <laughs> that one's for you. Thank you. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. You actually prefer recording from abo- abroad because it's the only place you can find the extended highlights of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Turkish, you, you're actually you're actually nice to me, to be fair, in the intro, so we're cool. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm joking. You're coming. I'm coming for you as well. <laughs> so, Turkish is only prepared to record when he's abroad because the time difference means he's up at 10, not 8 a.m. <laughs> very good. Very good. There you are. You're that not wrong. Was, uh, on my flight home, I was watching the intro just and my alarms just got off. Could you believe it? Um, to make sure I don't miss the show. Um, that was I was watching it just before my flight took off. It was a bit delayed and I watched. And I couldn't believe it. So I spent an hour and a half flight from Geneva to London thinking, how do I get these three back? And that's what Very I produced. Good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I was thinking, why is he saving me for last? But yeah, here we are. Here we are. Jordan Lee, how are you guys? All good, brother. All good. Well, I was very good at one stage on Saturday. Very good on one stage, like, you know. So I mean? was I. Huh? So, so was I. So was I. Yeah, we was all we was all good at one stage. You know what I mean? But like, you know, you all fell at the hurdle, didn't you? Like, you know what I mean? And it was just Lee left, like, you know. And then I was put in a dilemma, like, you know what I mean? And when Granite Granite Shack, all people, Granite Shack, like, you know what I mean? The one he won't name up there saved his saved his bacon, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I My know. Meg. <laughs> I, I I I had someone come come up to me after the game and said, When Granite Shack, did you did you did you celebrate? I said, Of course I did, you know what I mean? It's it's more important than Arsenal win. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm trying to convince myself as I'm walking out. It ain't Arsenal winning the league. It's more importantly than you winning the shirt. Let's get this right. Like, you know what I mean? like, get, get some perspective in your life here. Like, you know what I mean? if, if, if anyone's confused about what we're talking about, I predicted 3-0. Jordan predicted 2-0. Lee predicted 3-1. And James, did you predict 2-1? 2-0. 2-0. as well. Mm. So Lee was in there at the, at the home stretch, but 
Good old granite jacker. <laughs> good old granite now. Right. I'm lovely. I'm yeah. good old granite. You know what I mean? Love him. Always loved him. Always loved him. <laughs> Always loved him. Right, listen, another three points in the bag. We've hit the ground running after the last international break. What's that seven out of seven since mm. what we'd all call a blip in the season, our only blip in the season? And we disposed of them nicely after some might call it a setback where Manchester City bounced back from 1-0 down against Liverpool, dominated the game and ended up winning 4-1. In a game that I thought they'd drop points in, I'll be honest, I thought they would, considering Foden and Haaland were out of it. But they've won their seventh in a row and it seems like they've picked up momentum at the right time. But this Arsenal team mentally has, you know, has something different about them and we just got our job done, scored four, kept the goal difference the same, two between us, and we keep it moving. Let's get into the game. I mean... James, did you watch the game? Did I watch it? Yeah, you, you was yeah. abroad, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you yeah. was in the studio with me. I was, I was next to you. This is why I don't like doing 8 a.m. streams, because my head just went over the guy. <laughs> did I watch it? I was, I was talking to you. <laughs> That's your area you, you yeah, are. Yeah, memorable then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you found my insight. So, that, so interesting. Okay. That info station, is that just added work onto my workload, for fuck's sake? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know what? I predicted 2 0. I actually thought for a lot of that game it was going that way. Um, first half, obviously, took a penalty, and I thought Arsenal were. Look, I didn't think we, I didn't think they were playing bad. It's funny because I don't know if you remember Turkish, but Laurie was on the watch along, and um, oh yeah, the guy next to me. Well, no, he was he was um, sort of saying, "Oh, Leeds are playing really well," and there was that kind of. I think there was that sense of well, you know, Leeds are quite well, and Arsenal really quite at it. I didn't think Arsenal were playing badly that first half. It weren't our scintillating best, but I don't think there was anything to worry about. They got the penalty, they got the goal. I still think we looked the better team, just. Um, in the second half, we really turned it on. Um, big part of that was, I think, Trossard coming into it in the second half. He just became, I, I wouldn't say man-possessed, we weren't quite that good a half, but he just suddenly started all clicking, and that assist for Jesus in the third was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then Arsenal just got it done. Um and, you know, it, it's kind of really, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've seen Arsenal regularly score threes and fours. And that's what we've been doing, especially the last seven games, but across the season. But it's definitely been a long time since Arsenal have almost not played at their best and still had the firepower to score threes and fours. You think of the early years of Arteta, you know, it was a lot of twos, maybe the odd three if we were playing at our very best. Um, but th- this team's got goals for fun. I think all the front five, you know, got a goal or an assist in that game. Um so, look, it really bodes well going into a Liverpool game where I think we are going to need goals if we get anything, uh, if we are to get anything from that game. So, yeah, I was delighted. Yeah, massive game coming up. Jesus off the mark following his injury. Um, Jordan, let's, let's, well, let's go to you next. What were your initial thoughts following the, the result? Um, yeah, another, another good... Um... I think James is right. I think we're now scoring lots of goals without playing amazingly well, which I think is a good sign. Um, in previous years, James is right. We've, we've struggled. We've had to be perfect to kind of win a game 3-0 or 4-0. And now we can play a 7 out of 10 and still score four goals. Um, I like that. <clears throat> I think the first half was was even. I think arguably Leeds maybe shaded the first half. Um, they, they, they had the better chances from what I can remember in the first half. Um but look, I think I think the key is that we, we we responded to City, or maybe we did. Maybe we just got with our business. But it'd be very easy to see City play and win four one, beat a top team like Liverpool without 
Haaland and, and Foden, probably their two most informed players, and then still to be like, nah, let's just handle our business. You said in the last pod, just handle our business. It doesn't really matter what City do, they can win 10 0. As long as they're winning our games, it doesn't really matter. And I was I was really impressed by the fact that we don't seem to be affected so far by the fact that City are coming into form, the fact that City are now in championship winning form. <clears throat> this is what City do and we're not wobbling. Um, and, and, I, and I think that's very, very impressive. I'll tell you, teams have the team focused. Just focus on the team you're playing and handle your business and you'll be fine. Jesus got two goals. That was important. I think it was good that he was back on the score sheet. Um, the first goal created, it was a penalty for me. I know there was a little bit of, ah, was it soft? It's a penalty for me. Um took it well down the middle um, and his second goal was a very very vintage Arteta Arsenal goal you know player one passes to player two carries on his run scores the goal um, so I think it's a good sign without going into cliches about it's like a new signing it's a good sign now that he's come back and scoring goals because um, Inketia dried up Trossard did a, did a job um, in the interim, but I think he's our main guy, and I think if we can get him back in the, amongst the goals, someone told me, told me a stat about the last time he actually scored for Arsenal, because even before he got injured, he went yeah. on quite a bad run, of not playing well but not scoring any goals. So it's been a while since he scored scored for Arsenal. So that that was um that was positive, and I think holding was the other positive as well. I think I think him coming in and you know holding holding the fort in another game where Saliba wasn't there was another side. We all had a bit of concerns about how long Holding can kind of play, be in the first 11 and kind of keep that standard. But he, he had another really good game. Just to end, I'm going to just probably offer the one negative. I'm going to bring up, bring up the negative for me. I was really disappointed in, in not getting the clean sheet. I know people will say, oh, it's 4-1, doesn't matter, I deflected. I'm, I'm, I'm looking more now, Turkish, to, to next season. And I think next season, whether we're Premier League champions or not, whether we're going for our second title or our first title under Arteta, our, our, our home defensive record isn't, isn't bad, but it, it's not <laughs> as good as I think it should be. And when that goal went in, I, one, because obviously of the prediction I gave on, on Forever Arsenal, I was pissed off. But, but, but two, and more importantly, I just thought 3 0, keep that clean sheet. Days 3 0, keep that clean sheet, that discipline of. And you, I could see on Ramsdale's and a couple of those places, they were really disappointed themselves. They knew the game was still going to, was still going to be won. But I think they knew that the, the, the work in trying to keep a clean sheet and see the game out, that, that I could see on Ramsdale's face. He was pissed off. He yeah, was yeah. not happy. And I like that. So for me, we need to, our away record in terms of goals conceded is actually really, really good. It's like the Emirates. We just let in, we win games, but we let in cheap goals. And I think if I'm to set a standard now for this club, for, for next season going forward, we have to be better defensively at home. We have to win games and be stingy. We have to be stingy. And I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but I'm nitpicking because I've got standards. I want this club to have standards. That when we win 3-0, we win 3-0. There's no consolation. There's no cheap goals. We see it through. Again, I'm being super harsh here because I'm, I'm looking for things where we can improve. But that would be the one area where I was a bit like, I was pissed off. I was I was actually pissed off uh, that goal going in. I will I will add because I I actually agree. Um, I do really like the response though from the players when we do concede that goal because mm-hmm. I've seen so many even good Arsenal teams over the years concede that goal. Ooh, okay, you know it's three one. Yeah. Let's just pretend what we got. 
oh, it's 3-2. You know, and Ooh. actually this team keeps playing and against Palace and now against Leeds, they went and got a fourth and never looked troubled by this consolation. So I do take something in that. I think there is a real mentality shift where, yes, there's extreme disappointment at the goal being conceded. But like you said, because of the clean sheet being gone, not because they think it makes their position in the game vulnerable. And I, I do like that a lot. Yeah. In, in 15 home games, we've conceded 18 goals. In 14 away games, we've conceded nine goals. So <laughs> it's crazy, Turkish. It is crazy. That is, yeah, that's mad. Lee, you were at the game as usual. Um, what was the Emirates saying, and, and what was your thoughts? The, the biggest plus, the biggest plus for me, was that um, I felt the crowd and the atmosphere was a little bit subdued at the beginning. Um, I think that was probably a little bit down to um, Liverpool getting smashed by Man City. There was, a, you know, a little bit of um, <clears throat> a downer because I think a lot of fans were hoping. Oh, well, he's all hoping, but I think there was a lot of fans that thought maybe um, Liverpool might get something. I wasn't one of those. I, I, I thought Liverpool would uh, do exactly what they did, capitulate, because they're just not good defensively away from home. Different kettle of fish at home, as we'll come on to later. So I felt the fans were a little bit subdued with that. The players weren't. And I really like, that's what was pleasing for me. The players come out and it looked like they wasn't bothered about what had happened at Man City. So I took very, very good encouragement from that. Um, and then, obviously, like the way we, we started playing, I think in the first half, I'm going to be, up until the penalty, I thought Leeds played very, very well and, and were, were, were sharp, pacey. I think maybe the first 10, 15 minutes, maybe because of international duty, we, we needed to get ourselves back in, uh, up and running a little bit. But um, once we got the penalty, then... There was only one team in it. And also, even before that penalty, I don't know about you, I wasn't panicking. I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, this is going to be one of those days. Mm -hmm. I felt we was always in control of what we was doing. And I think that's what the team and the way the, the, the team's playing at this moment is giving me that confidence that, do you know what? There is pressure. There was pressure on that game yesterday, uh, Saturday, but we didn't show it. In in the past, I think that we have shown that sort of vulnerability, but I felt we didn't in this game, and I thought that was the biggest plus for me. Um, and for me, that is what Jesus gives you. Like you know, we were struggling a little bit to break them down. We, you need that little bit of magic, that little bit of something different. He done that for the penalty, you know. Not, not there's no one in that team that can do what he did to get that penalty, and that's what we what we need. I thought for 60, 65 minutes. I'm, I'm looking at him in awe. I've got to say that. I'm looking at him in awe, not just with the way he plays, but to come back and be as sharp as what he was. I was actually saying, probably like, you know, well, let's not rely on him when he comes back because he might break down. He might not be sharp. It might take him another few weeks. He might not even have him for the for this season. Like, you know what I mean? I think he's going to be the, the key reason if we win this title now. Like, because I can't believe how sharp he is. You know, um, I thought he was brilliant and I thought it was good management from the manager to take him off when he did. I think we would all loved him to get his hat-trick and, and whatever, like, you know, but I think Arteta show, showed what he is about as well at this moment in time. Bigger picture, you know what I mean? Ruthlessness, you know what I mean? This game's won. Let's make sure we get you ready for the next one, like, you know. So, all in all, I thought it was another comfortable three weeks now where I've gone into the game thinking, oh, we're going to be, this is this is going to be, you know, we're going to be 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, I'm going to be all over the shop. Like, you know what I mean? Um, we've comfortably won all three games where I'm sitting there 10 minutes from the end thinking, oh, this is good, isn't it? So, you know, fair play to the team. Well done. And uh, I, I think, you know, the only thing at this point, I mean, not so much the goal, as was Jordan said, I felt we could have gone on one five or six there. And, and, and that goal average is still something that I think we need to to make sure that we get on the same sort of levels with with Man City because that is a point. I know it ain't a point at the moment, but, you know, a couple of slip-ups and it could be very, very important. Yeah, Just to add to uh, well, yeah, what Lee was saying there about um, good management. Well, first of all, I didn't realise that Jesus was so young. It was his birthday this week. He's 26. Yeah. It feels like he's been around for like so long. Um, so th that's that's a good sign for us. Obviously, we can get the best years out of him. But Lee mentions good management. Let's not forget that he didn't start Saka. Yeah, Saka yeah. apparently had a bit of a bug or wasn't well. So if you're not well, then but but it'd been very easy to have been like, well, City just won four one. I've got to start my best player to make sure that we we counter their result. And go on, Saka, give me an hour. Just give me an hour. I need you to start. But he's, he, he, he trusted his team and his squad, more importantly. He trusted his squad to go and get the job done that enables Saka to... Because also, as well, not only is he our best player, he's still very, very young. So to have the pressure on him to go and win the game off the back of City winning 4-1 and not be well to do it, that's a lot of pressure for Saka. But him to say, no, 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 no. A, I trust my squad. And B, I'm not going to burden my best player, who's still a youngster, with that pressure. No, no, no. You, you used to be on the bench. You, you got twenty minutes in you, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force you on because if that game is drawn or we lose that game, the first thing people are saying is why didn't he play Saka? Why didn't he play Saka? Mm. He's got to play Saka. If he's fit enough for the bench, he could have started. That's the old narrative, isn't it? But he, he trusted his squad, and I think that that also deserves a little bit of a, a mention for our team too. It, it does, and I think that's part of our. I think that's the next stage in our development. If you see who he's learned off. Week in, week out, you don't know who Pep's going to play. You know, you don't know who's going to be on the bench. And I think Arteta is going to get to that stage where, listen, Saka's the star boy. Saka ha ha has been one of, if not the most important player for us this season. There's, there could be arguments made for a few. But I think the next stage is, you know, rotate the team, but still get the same output, still get the same style of football, still get the same efficiency. You know, so I think moving into next season, it bodes well that even our January signings have managed to give us that kind of option. Whether Partey is not available and Jorginho steps in, we, we still won games. Whether Saka needs a rest and and now Trossard steps in into, into the free or Jesus moves out to the right, because it was very fluid, the front three. In the first half an hour, I saw Martinelli on the right, I saw Jesus on the right and I saw Trossard on the right. So I can't really say he was playing that position. It just seemed like... You know, they was working out between themselves in a sense. It's a really good point, Tucker, because when you think about our squad this season, everyone's contributed. When you yeah. think about Tierney coming in for Zinchenko, he's always been good. When you think about Holding coming in now for Saliba, he's not let us down. When you think about, I mean, the only player that I think I was let down by, I would, I would say, and I've, I've been harsh on him, but is um, Lukonga. I think he's the only player that's come in and not maintain the standard, in, in, in my opinion. But when Tomiyasu's come in, six, seven out of 10, every single time he comes in. So I think it's a, it's a really good point about if we win this title, the title's also been won because of people like Tierney, because of people like Trossard, because of Jorginho, because of Enketia. Those are guys that have played big roles in this title.
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and that, that's that's what's, what what I think is good about Arsenal at this moment in time. It's a team, isn't it? It's a squad. It's everybody's contributing. You know, listen, Eddie's injured at the moment, but if he doesn't come back and doesn't play another game for Arsenal this season, when he and, and Arsenal do win the league and, and and when they put the medal around his neck, it's not he's a token. It's, it, yeah, it, it's not a token gesture. He's actually earned it. Uh, Reese Nelson has earned it with two mm. performances this season, like you know, that have been ma- massively contributing to what we've done. Um, as you say, Tommy Asso, I remember his game against Liverpool, he, he was superb at left back when he came back. You know, I think everybody was shocked by Wyatt Tierney playing. It's that Tierney was fantastic at Brentford, you know. Um, I, I, a big shout out, yes, uh, for, for me on Saturday was, was Ramsdale. I, I you know, I, I think that there's times people have criticized him. Um, and I think, to me, it showed a lot. You know, I, I think he would have probably gone to those England international because I certainly did, thinking that he might actually start in these games and have the disappointment of not not playing. Um, I, I do think he's a better goalkeeper than Pickford. Like, I watched Pickford yesterday uh, and, and Ramsdale. I didn't think Pickford done anything wrong, but I'm, I'm looking at it and I think if I had a choice, Ramsdale for me. But internationally, playing for England, Pickford's never let... Um, Southgate down that often, so he's come back and then produced a performance like he did on on Saturday. I think was really really good for him. Like you know, a couple of very very good saves early early doors, and um, I, I, I liked his performance. He contributed in that game, like you know. And um, but for me, Ben White was absolutely outstanding again. Yeah. Like you know, I, I've got to say that I thought he was different class. Yeah. And I I, I I I don't know about you guys, but. I've got. We've all got our favourites and everything like that. But Ben White is starting to become my favourite, and one of the, one of the reasons was it. I, I like the way I like his attitude and everything like that. He used to play for Leeds, went there on loan, like, but celebrated the goal, you know, yeah. because that goal meant we could go on and win the league. It's more than being. Oh, I'm not going worried about upsetting Leeds fans. It's more important that Arsenal are doing well. Everything about him, I like. You know what I mean? There's that little nasty streak in him, a little bit like you know. Um, and, and and I, I like it, you know what I mean? And, uh, and and he defended fantastically well. And and I think also, which is a good point from his point, he had a magnificent game again without Saka. Like, like people go, oh, it's the partnership with him and Saka. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to have a new partner up there. And, and I, I was really impressed with him. Like, really, Did you really hear good. his interview post-game? He was asked whether the City-Liverpool game, you know, would have had an impact going into it. They said, you know, what did you think? Did you watch it? And he just went, no, I don't watch football. <laughs> yeah, know? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you think he does? You think I he saw does, that on Twitter you? and I thought, nah, someone's trolling because obviously we know that he doesn't watch football much. Did that really happen, yeah? Yeah, I heard a screen. I heard like a like a recording. Someone clipped it up and put it on Twitter. Um you know, when I remember when that all happened, right? When he basically said that he didn't watch football and he, he, um, but I think it, it was posed in like an Arsenal kind of, I think there's an Arsenal related angle to the question or whatever. And and it was quite early in his time at Arsenal. A lot of people sort of had questions of it. Like, what? And I'll be honest, I, I was sort of similar. I thought, how can you, I, I couldn't realize how you could be like a, a student of the game and, and, and be as good as you are without watching it. But I mean, he's, like who cares? He's. It, yeah. I, I think. I think it plays for his strengths now. And I wouldn't have said that when I first heard that he didn't kind of you know watch the game and sort of love the game in that way. You know, as a viewer, he is a player. But you know, 
it's, I think it's almost a good thing because imagine you're in the dressing room of Ben White and you're sat there thinking, oh, City have won four one, you know, and you, you know you and you tell him he'll probably just look at you like, all right, like you know, and I think that's yeah. kind of quite a good thing to exude in the in the dressing room. Like I don't care really. Let's just go win our football match. Um, he treats it. He treats it like a like a nine to five. And he's, mm. walked, he's walked. He's walked into the office, and and the manager said, "Listen, I need extra work from you lot today because the business round the corner, their 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 shares have gone up, and yeah. none of us really, none of us really give a shit about all that. It's not our business, is it?" <laughs> he comes across exactly like that. But you, James, you're right. When I initially heard it, I thought to myself, "Is this a? This surely is not a good thing." Mm. Now, I want you to love the game. But then when I when uh-huh. I look at look at the output and the productivity and his no nonsense kind of attitude, it's like I don't need you to love the game. Just come yeah, yeah. I I don't mind it because I mean Esso Cotto at Tottenham famously said didn't he about ten years ago that he didn't he doesn't love football. He's just good at it. We'd be surprised how many people play football because they're just good at it. They don't love football. They might watch the occasional game. We love it. We watch it every time. We want to be footballers if we could pick our dream job. Some people just are just happy. They just happen to have a gift. And that gift can make them a millionaire in a very short space of time. So they're like, cool, I'm going to do this job. But I reckon if you ask Ben White if he could pick his dream job, football wouldn't be in the top three. And I don't, I don't, and I don't. I'm not angry at that. I don't, I don't care about whether you love football, or whether you watch, you know, the fourth division in Belgium, or if you watch internationals during the break. I don't really care. All I care about is when you play for Arsenal Football Club, give your all and be a professional. Uh, it's a, it's uh, a job. I, I still think he does because I, I, I think to be a footballer, you, you, you must. Like I don't know, you know, whether he winds the situation. I've never come across it before. I've come across players that have not supported a team. And I couldn't get yeah. me in around that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you go in the dressing room and they go, well, I don't really support anybody. I like, I like old teams. And I, I've always found that a bit weird. You know what I mean? Like, but to actually not like football. I know, like, I get to it to a certain degree because it's his job, isn't it? It's like, you know, if you you don't want to be doing your, your job 24-7. So I suppose it, it's a good thing that he can switch off from it. Like, you know, um, but... Are you telling me, like, after he scored that goal and played really well, that he don't want to go home and watch match today? I, I, I'm not sure. I, 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 really you know, I, I believe him. I believe yeah, him. Yeah, I, I fully I believe, believe him. Believe. You know what I find really interesting about it with Ben White in particular is he's such a cultured footballer. Like, he's so intelligent as a player that I can't believe he doesn't watch it. Like, I always, I've always yeah. had it in my mind that surely you have to have watched the, I don't know, the, the Barcelona team of 2011 and all these great sides, you, you pick things up, you you know, you, you learn certain things and you go out on the pitch and you try it and, and all this, like this is all, he has just learned this, like through really good coaching. We know he's worked with some great coaches. I mean, Arteta Bielsa Potter is, is a very good set of you know coaches he's worked with there. Um, but, you know, it's the way he kind of plays. I, I sort of think, if he was a more rugged defender, no nonsense, and he is no nonsense, but you know what I mean, like yeah, a, more yeah. of an old school defender, I sort of get it more. But but it's it's his style that I find so fascinating for someone yeah, who doesn't cultured. watch I think the game. That, that's intelligence, James. I just think he's just an. Some footballers are just very smart. They understand the game, read the game, they understand how football yeah. works without having to need to watch games. I think we have to make this distinction between. We have to be very clear in not liking football and not watching football. 
So I don't want to put words in his mouth here. I, as, far, as far as I'm aware, the quote he said way back when, when he joined Arsenal was, I don't watch football. He didn't say I don't like football. I think yeah, I don't watch point. football. Do you know what I mean? So he might like football, but he doesn't go home and watch match today. He doesn't, when he's at home, like last night, we recorded this on the Wednesday, uh, was it Tuesday? Last night was uh, Spurs v Everton. I can fully believe he didn't know that game was even on. I can fully believe he had no idea that game was on. Do you know what I mean? So, I find that really funny. Like, so you I, know, but I like it. I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like, I, I like it. I like it. I, I think it's good if if you can, for instance, you say, "Are you watching the game today, Ben?" Now I'm going to the pictures. You know what I mean? Like, I say, <laughs> like that. I, I, I think that's great. But I, I, that's a great point that James makes there, like because he is a cultured footballer. What's his game um, uh, on Saturday? And there's there's a there's a movement where. The player moves inside and he plays the pass inside. It's a very, very clever ball. He does it quite a lot. And and it, it mm. what it does is, if it's Saka, it, it, Saka makes the run. And when he collects the ball, it's it, it's seamless. You know what I mean? Like, if he plays it just to the back of him, he has to stop and all that. It just keeps, it makes Saka fluent as he goes across the park. He does it very, very well. You know, it's intelligent. It's intelligent. It's not an easy ball to do. He can do it whether it's five yards or it's 10, 15 yards. He does it really, really well. And he, he when he gets the ball, it was two times the ball got pinged across to him. He's got a fantastic touch for a, for a centre-half. Mm. He, he, he mm. brings it down uh, effortlessly. And um, I think he's a very, very good footballer, let alone defender. I think he's... I, I think... You know, he doesn't get the the credit that he deserves when people say that. I I think he's the best right back in the in the country now. I really do. I think that he is. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. sorry, but final point. Lee, to be fair to Lee, has been saying that for a long time, and I've been very very not skeptical, but I've been on on the fence with Ben White for a while now. And I was going to ask you guys because next year we'll be in the Champions League, and I've been thinking for a while: Do we need to in the summer buy an out and out right back? Remember, he's not a right back. Do we need to buy and do the best wingers and the best coaches in Europe know how to pull him out of position because he's not a natural right back? Or do we think that going back to that, what we say in intelligence, that he's so smart, he's able to be able to yeah. plug in to be a right back. And then when it's a centre back time, be a centre back. And he, I think he played DM for a couple of games under, was it Leeds or Brighton? It might have been Leeds. Yeah, but well, a bit of both. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm happy with our options. So Tommy Asu backing him up. I'm 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 happy with that. I think if, I am now. Someone put it to me that if Tierney was to push for a move, considering the lack of game time, then Tommy Asu would be our backup left back. And then that young right back we was in for in January, we you know, kind of indicates that we might be bringing in a right back. I also get that too. Uh, to be honest with you, if you ask me now, I'd probably just want to go into next season with Zinchenko Tierney, Ben White, Tommy Asu. But it, if something has to change, I don't, I don't really mind. I, I, I trust the, the the men in charge a lot more than I did yeah. three, four months ago. I, I, I think at first, when he first came into the side, I think that he was it, it was makeshift. You know what I mean? Oh, like oh, it's a bit of a surprise and all that. I just think that he's he's made that position his own, and I, I go back to people like Lauren, who was a midfield player converted to a to a right back. Colo uh, Tori was a midfielder converted to a central defender. I think that he's just converted it and and I think that I think Mikel's probably said to himself yeah he can do the job I think if you actually sat down with Mikel and said do you think that he could do 
it, it would he would do it as well as what he's done. I think he would probably say, no, I didn't think he was going to do it as well as what he has done. I just think now he, he's, uh, he can go back central defence if he wants to. Um, but I, I just think that he, he offers us so much going down there, not just as a defender. I think I don't, uh, I don't remember too many full, uh, wide players giving him a torrid time every now and then they have, but I think nine times out of 10, ten he's come out as better. But it's just his attacking play as well. I think that, you know, if he wasn't to play right back for a couple of games, I think we'd turn around and go, what, and I've missed Ben White, you know, from, from an attacking point of view, as well as a defender. I, I, I really do. I watched Trent before that game, you know, and, and you watch Trent and then you watch him. Uh, and, and they're miles apart. You know, and it'd be interesting to see when he plays against Manchester City what he does, but I, I, against Grealish. But I tell you what, I bet Grealish doesn't have a free 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 ride like he did on on on, on the weekend. Mm. James, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I, I would I would bring in another right back, um, only because I think the profiles of Tommy Asu and White, I think White does get forward more, but they're fairly similar. Kind of, they're more they're more known for their defensive qualities, but. White has been brilliant on the ball and getting forward and all that. I just also think, I also think White's season last year as a centre back was very underrated. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. we did lose a lot of goal, a lot of games. We did concede a lot of goals, but I actually thought him and Gabriel had a really good thing. And let me put it this way: we're going to Anfield this weekend, which we're going to talk about in a sec. And Saliba might well be out for that. And I prefer a white Gabriel centre-back partnership than a holding Gabriel centre-back partnership for what that game requires. So I want to, I want that to be an option at times. And and I know the Tommy Asu injury is just very unfortunate timing. And I'd love to have seen what Arteta would have done yeah, had Tommy Asu point. been fit. Um, but I, I, I think Ben White is brilliant on the ball. Watch what John Stones did for, for Man City the other day. I'm not saying Ben White is at that level, but similar profile like can he grow into a player that can you know play in midfield and, and or, or just revert to centre back and his distribution be you know as good as it can be from there I, I think he's going to play just a load of positions for us because he's a really really top talent Um so yeah I, I would bring in another right back but maybe I'm being greedy I think me and you was talking about that recently where I said maybe for next season, Ben White learn, learns the inverted role a little bit more. So we do have the option to potentially play Tierney and then our right-back's inverted. And then, you know, we can still cause problems and the overload. But th that, that Stones move was an insight into potentially what, you know, he, he can become or aspire to and, and help develop. So we'll see. We've talked about the game 35 minutes in and we've got a massive one coming up. Um but Saliba, still no news on Saliba. And I just want to start off the conversation about Liverpool with William Saliba. Rob Holding's got credit for his his recent performances, but can we can we go to Hanfield and get a win with Rob Holding at centre back? Or you know, is William Saliba a necessity? Jordan, you're you're nodding, so let's mm. start with you. I think we definitely can. I think we definitely can. And my position on Saliba returning is the same as I had with Thomas Partey. Unless Saliba is 95% fit, don't start him. He's got to be... Unless you're telling me he's fit and he's like, he missed the game on the weekend because he was 80% fit and they had the Liverpool game in mind, put him, put him in. 
unless he's 95, 100% fit, stick with holding. There's obviously a clear difference in ability between Saliba and stature in and Saliba and holding. Clearly, if you're Salah, if you're Nunes, and you ask who you, would you rather play against, they're all going to pick Rob Holding. But I think at this stage in the season, team harmony and fitness is... It, it, it makes up the difference in quality between holding and Saliba. Um, and I think the boost that will hopefully give holding as well um, will make him have that belief that my manager believes in me and what's going to be on the biggest games of the season for us. He's putting me, he's sticking with me ahead of a 75% Saliba. I also think, and I just hadn't thought about this until about a minute ago, but it might be some kind of redemption for holding after the Spurs game last year. Yeah, that crossed my mind as well. Do you know what I mean? It might give him a chance to really exercise that game at, at White Hart Lane last year and say, no, this is the game where I'm going to be the man of the match and I'm going to make sure that we get a clean sheet or the bare minimum, we, you know, we defend well enough to win, to, to, to win the match or even get something from the match, albeit a draw. So, no, I, 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 my preference would be Saliba, but only if, only if Phil. Lee, James, if Saliba's 70 80% ready, what do you do? Like how we Really? Well, uh, yeah, because you've got he hasn't played for two, three weeks now. Like this is the worry you got with Saliba. Like you know, what I mean, if he's not fit this week, then you've got West Ham away next week. All of a sudden, you're five weeks into into it. Like you know, I I I don't know about you guys. I'm worried about this one because there's been nothing said about it. It's you know back injury and you know um, really being very very cagey about it. I'm going to be really honest. If if the team sheets come out and Saliba's on it. I'm going to be a little bit more confident. I'm going to. I'm not going to lie with that. And that's nothing. What Holding's done. I think that when you're away from home, it's different defending to when you're on um, at home. I think when you defend at home, you're on the front foot. If you if you know what I mean. When you're away from home, sometimes you got to defend on the back foot, and that's a lot harder. Um, we will need, I think, Saliba's pace, recovery runs, because we will push on. Um, so, and they're very, they're going to push on as well. So, um, I would be more comfortable if Saliba's there, but listen, Holding's not let us down in these, these couple of games. And, uh, um, if he was to play to the end of the season now and play like he has done in the last couple of games, it'll be enough. It will be enough, you know? So, but for me, um, I, also agree, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think that's a great point that Jordan makes. You've got a harmony of a squad that every, every, when a manager and everybody turns around and says, yeah, everybody's important in that squad and, and everybody's here for a reason. And, and if you're playing someone that's 80% fit over you, that would be a little bit of a, a, a kick in the teeth, you know what I mean? So I think that if these players are 100% fit, you know, I, I don't think Partey was probably 100% fit at the weekend, but my God, he still played really, really well. And then at a certain, when that game was won, he come off. Maybe they can do that in, in, with, with Saliba. I thought that they managed that well. So, um, I, I think Saliba's quality, I've got to say that. Like, you know, I, I think that he's uh, um, very, very important. And hopefully they're just keeping it a little bit quiet because... They don't, they don't want to say anything. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, but do you know what I mean? Like every other time it's been, yeah, he'll be back in a two weeks, three weeks, one week. You know, Arteta lies. Back. He lies all the time. 
Trossard, oh, he's not looking good, you know. We've got him all out. He's starting him at Fulham. He's bringing <laughs> Jesus on. He's just a complete liar. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I know there's certain injury. I know there's like Tommy Asu last season and we're always like, why did the club not tell us? And he never made it back and all that. And I understand, but this year he's kind of played it quite smart on the on the injury news front. Um, so I, I, I'm, I think he's going to start at Anfield. I do. I just, it doesn't really make sense to me. He, he walks off with a little bit of a back injury. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't go, he, he doesn't go on international duty. Nothing said. Then out of nowhere, some rumor about surgery. But it's like, well, you having surgery or not, I, I, I don't, I don't really kind of what where's the in between between he might be fit next week we're monitoring but he might need surgery like I, I don't it doesn't and look what the hell do I know right but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me I think Arteta just loves the mind games and I think it's just keep cards close to your chest and for me I would play an eighty five percent Saliba personally if it means you just get through this game and then at West Ham it's holding. And I know what you mean about holding and he's earned his, his spot, but at the same time, and he has been very good, you know, I think you've got to do more than that to earn your spot in a really big game at Anfield. Look what Saliba's produced all yeah. year for us. And and stylistically, he is so suited to that Liverpool front three, Saliba. That's he true. is made That's true. to yeah. face that front three. Um, if it If we were playing... This might sound crazy, okay? Even if we were playing City at the Etihad, and I know, maybe you play Saliba because of how big it is and the direct points. That, but I'm talking stylistically. I know what you Holding mean. Holding maybe yeah. matches Haaland in that way better. Not better than Saliba, but but can do that maybe better than yeah. he can the Liverpool front three. I, I, I just think you play him. You just say, well, what can you give us? Cool. Play this game. And we'll rest you for West Ham. Then you can play two weeks after that. Yeah, I'm more... I'm more in that camp than anything because as much as, yes, Holden's played good since he's come in, how much has he been tested? Mm. And we we're yeah. moving into that territory where Jordan's mentioned it before. We've got a few players on the bench or on the fringes as backups that, you know, you don't mind seeing for two, three games. But when it gets to four, five, six, that's when it becomes a problem. I think we've mentioned that with Eddie, we've mentioned that with Arneni, and I think it's it's the same with Holding too. So it would be such a boost to see Saliba in that starting lineup. It'd be such a boost for Arteta to just come out on Thursday, Friday press conference and say Saliba's back, he's ready. We've seen some training. He won't pictures. say that. He won't. But the yeah. training pictures sometimes give it away. He'll, he'll do the well. We don't. We. We don't. We don't know. We don't know where he is. We don't know what's going you know, on. No chance we'll see him starting eleven. Saliba, captain's armband. <laughs> like you know, he just he'll wind and, us up. And to your point, Turkish, as well. I guess what you're saying is there's some power to that as well because if you're Salah, if you're um, Nunes, and you and you're Klopp, and at, is, is it a twelve thirty game? I should know that. Should know, but is it no. is it a midday game? Oh, it's Sunday. Yeah. When that team sheet comes out at three o'clock, highlights out around seven. When that team sheet comes out at three at three o'clock, and you and you see Saliba in, that's gonna be oh okay, he's back. So there's that kind of okay. So I, I get it from their point of view. They would rather play against Holding than Saliba. Um, I, I, I'm not I'm not really too exercised either way. I just believe in playing players that are fully fit. Fitness is really really important. Just on the game as as, as a whole, this is obviously a really a, a significant game because 
the whole big thing that came out of the documentary that we did was the whole, that we got laughed at, was the whole playing the Anfield, you never walk alone during training. How do you deal with the Anfield crowd? And we got laughed and we got, you know, we got mocked for that. Let's see if it works. Well, let's see, let's see, let's see if that, if that, if that tactic is going to work now because this is a really, really big game. We know they're going to be loud. We know Liverpool come out, um, you know, 100 miles an hour for the first 15 minutes. We know how to play Liverpool. We don't beat them, but we know how to play them. First 20 minutes, just shut them the F up. Silence them. And for me, you don't stop them by being defensive resolute. You stop them by putting it on them. You go for them. You, you come out the blocks and match their pace. You match their energy. You match their intensity. And you shut them up by really putting it on them, in my opinion. This is a game I've been saying for a month now. We'll get to predictions in a, in a, in a little bit. I've been saying for about a month now. I think we win this game. The City game, I'm not so sure. The Newcastle game, Chelsea games, I'm, we'll get to that. I'm not so sure. But I've been saying for a while now, I think we win this game. Now, if we lose 4-0, I'll, like, I'll, I'll look like a mug. And we have lost at Anfield by big score lines many times over the last few years. But I think we win this game. I think, I want to believe, Turkish, this is a different Arsenal team that can go there and handle the crowd, handle the atmosphere. He can handle his tactics against a world-class manager like Jurgen Klopp. They can handle going 1-0 down in the first 10 minutes and still win the game. I want to believe that now because this is a test now for this Arsenal team. If they can win the game, get something from, from Anfield, that for me then goes into territory of, I'll say it, I'll just be me, one hand on the title. You beat Liverpool yeah. at Anfield, you've got one hand on the title. I'm Can't sorry. I've said that. Yeah. It's true. Um, I think it's true. I don't know. I feel like the confidence just makes me think, where has it come from, even though I get it? I 100% get it. When we're looking at Arsenal, it's it come from the way we're playing football. It comes from the consistency we've been showing. It comes from the mentality and quality we've shown. But let's not let's not be fools to think Liverpool are not, you know, a, a different entity at home to to away from home. They've lost they've lost eight games away from home. They've only lost one at Anfield, and I think that was a Leeds last minute goal, if I'm not mistaken. They've beaten yeah. City, for example. So, I'm confident we can get something from it. But I don't think, you know, when Jordan said, you know, this one will make him believe that, you know, we have changed. I already believe we have changed. I think we've done enough in the season to say Arsenal are a different breed, different mentality, different levels of quality. And we're finally, you know, heading in the right direction. I don't think that rests on this game. But you are right. If we get a win in this game, Laurie said it recently. He thinks we've already got one hand on the title. That's when I'll say we've got one hand on the title if we win this game. Because Sharoy said on Supporters Club that if we draw against Liverpool at Anfield and we lose against City at Etihad and win every single other game and City do the same, we potentially lose the title on goal difference. That's not bottling it. That's not mm, you know, no. two games away from home against City and Liverpool don't kind of um, define your season, especially when, well... It does. It defines it in one way if you lose the league title by them two um, games dropping points, but it doesn't define where you're going and how far you've come and what we've been seeing. So I'll take a point. Mm. I'm, hesitant, I'm very mm. hesitant to say win. I can't lie. I'm interested to when we get onto predictions to hear what Jordan's going to go with. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say now I'm going for the opposite just to try and maybe 
um, narrow down the gap a little bit. Yeah, but... I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I know you're you know, doing. Um, we, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure Lee caught it on his favourite show, Tactical Insight. I've got no doubt. Um, one, one of the things. Look him. <laughs> Are you looking for your passport? Um, one, one of the things we looked at was I, I think Arteta was left a, li- a little scarred from that Bournemouth game. If you look at the last seven games, Villa, punch for punch, 1-0 down, then 2-1 down. Leicester, to be fair, very professional. Everton, a lot of openings in that first sort of 20 minutes for Everton. They didn't really do a lot. Uh, Bournemouth, 1-0 down. And then we're having to sort of claw our way back. We go 2-0 down. If you look at the last three games, Fulham, Palace and Leeds, I think we were basically looking at the numbers. We've had like two shots in the first 20 minutes against Leeds, one against Palace, none against Fulham. I think Arsenal are starting games. We're used to them starting sort of on the front foot. It's kind of all a bit mad, you know, press, high press, trying to almost win games in the first 20, 25 minutes. Arsenal have been doing that, I think, since Bournemouth. And I think that's the right approach to be taking to Anfield, which is let's just settle ourselves into the game. Anfield will be loud. The crowd will want to make a statement, as will the team, as will Jurgen Klopp. And if we get through that first 20 minutes where they've not really had an effort on goal, neither have, our, uh, have we, we're knocking the ball around, plenty of possession, it will just calm them down. And then at that point, Arsenal go, cool, we found our feet in the game. Let's now go do what we can do. Because the funny thing is, having not had blistering first 20 minutes in the last three games. We still went into the Fulham game 3-0 up. Uh, it went into half-time 3-0 up against Fulham, 2-0 up against Palace. Only the one against Leeds, but we won 4-1. So they, they can turn it on and get goals later in the game. Uh, but I think I think calm, collected starts um, is it, going to be important. And if Rob Holding's in the team, you know, that, that actually suits him. I think it suits him to be a little bit more compact, 4-4-2, less just kind of see through I, the first bit of the game. I, 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 I like what you just said there, James. I think that's something that maybe he's looked at for this game as well, like, you know what I mean, doing that. Yeah. Like, but uh, I also think uh, energy levels are going to be a key. You know, um, mm. we had a nice, um, be able to rest players, drop, uh, not drop players, rest players, take them off and on. Liverpool have got a game in midweek uh, against Chelsea, which is not going to be easy while we're all rested up and all that, like, you know, and I think that the way both teams play is energy based. I think that um they're not as they're not as high high energy as, as we are over these last few games. And I think that I even I go into you know, we've been stuffed at um Anfield the last time. Well we weren't the last time we went there. We went there with ten men in the League Cup game and defended really, really well. And um, and got the result. So I think we got to use that experience. Go look. We went there with ten men. They played their first team that day, and we 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 got to come away with a clean sheet. So I think that if we defend well in this game, we win the game. If we defend well, we've got too much for them. Um, yeah. And this is the first time when you people go to me, ah, you've lost at Anfield like four nil, four five one, whatever. Like you know, this is the first time we're going to Anfield in a very, very long time, that if they play to their best ability and we play to our best ability, we're the better team. We haven't been... It's been a, been a very, very long while. And I, I think that when I look back at that League Cup semi-final, they come back to our place and beat us. And I looked at that day and I said, wow, Leeds are, uh, Liverpool are a really good team. Deserve to beat us that day and deserve to go mm. through. 
that is exactly what we've got to do now to them. Go up there and say, Liverpool fans walking out of that game going, Phew, bloody hell, you know, we're not, we're, we're not as good as them. They're a good team and we've got to go and do that in this game. And do you know what? I think we will. Uh, we talked about Come on, Lee! <laughs> we've talked about the defence and I, I know we've only got about five minutes left. Just for the viewers, this has been recorded before um, the Chelsea-Liverpool game. I'm not sure when the pod's coming out, so I thought I'd just let you guys know, guys and girls know that. One last question before we move on to predictions. Front three, because Trossard's getting assists left, right and centre. Jesus has, you know, grabbed a couple goals. Saka was rested. Martinelli's got six in seven. Who do you go with as the front three for Liverpool? Jordan, let's start with you. Saka, Jesus, Martinelli. Saka, Jesus, Martinelli. Snap. I concur. Yep. That's a full house. house. Full house. Jesus up top, Martinelli on the left, Saka on the right. And That's Trossard. Best front potentially and, the impact off the bench. But also, it's Trossard, you're not dropped. It's horses for courses. I think yeah. the, the back four, the, the issues Liverpool have had, we saw it in the City game, that is the three that exposed that best, in my opinion. I know Trossard's done what he's done at Anfield. I know he's got a hat-trick. I know he's got a great record against them. All that, I hear it. But it's just horses for courses. I don't think this is going to be trying to break down a deep block. I don't think you're going to need his kind of, his magic, his shimming, his, his creativity, his passing in tight spaces, all that. I think this is going to be quite open. I think you want the players that physically expose that best. Um, West Ham next week. That might be different. Yeah, absolutely, mm. that that might work, that might suit Trossard a lot more. And and he'll play a part, James. He yeah. will play a part in the game. I, yeah, I, I bring think him on, like, bring him on, and get another hat trick. I, I think what 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 I what I think may happen is exactly that. And then hopefully we get in front, and then we can bring Trossard on to control the game and see it out. Yeah, fair point. Dream. Well, we all agree there on the front three. People, let us know in the comments what your front three would be. And yeah, let's move on to predictions. Not much change in the prediction table. Nah, we've all got nah. So there you go. Could have, been, could have been so different. Could have been so different. Have been One different. game closer. One game closer to immortality. He said immortality. <laughs> For the listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. There's 39 games played, 39 predictions made. Jordan is top on 35 points. I'm in second on 35 points. The difference being Jordan's got four correct scores. I've only got three. Lee's in third on 33 points. And James currently in fourth on 28 points. Not many games to go. Nine now to go. Will Jordan do it? Let us know in the comment section below. But Jordan, for the second time in your life, you're predicting yeah. first. Um... James, the tactical insight show this week because we haven't got time to go into tactically what I think we should do. But the main thing for me in this game is I, I don't want to swear, I don't like swearing on, on, on the pod, but just don't be punks. That's my one request. Arsenal, go there and just don't be I can't use the word I want to use, but just don't be punks. Go there like the league leaders, the champions let that you are, and win, lose or draw make sure that you come out there and say, you know what, we didn't get punked. We didn't. We 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 went there and we we gave it. No regrets. So that's my big, big want in terms of our our approach. I'm going for an Arsenal win. Um, I was going to go quite big actually, but I'm going to go a bit more conservative. I'm going to go for an Arsenal two-one win. Two-one win. I actually thought you was going to go for a draw or something like that. Um... No, no, no. 
run my mouth for a month now. I can't back out now, Turkish. I can't mm. back out now. <laughs> Two one Arsenal win. That was actually going to be my prediction as well, but I need to change it up. Um, if we win at Anfield, oh my god, I will be delirious. One hand on the title. Watch us win at Anfield and not win the title. <laughs> <laughs> lose at West Ham or some dumb stuff. We'll lose at home to Southampton and draw at home to Brighton. Uh, I'm going to say 2 2. Lee. Liverpool 0, <laughs> Arsenal 2. Come on, Lee! Good guy! 2 0, oh. a clean sheet at Anfield, not just the three points. So we've got 2-1, we've got 2-2, and we've got 2-0. James? Mm. Come on, James. For the Believe. record, Believe. I think I, I think it will be a 2-2. Two, two. I think I think we'll get... And by the way, I, I'll take that. I'll be happy with the point. But as you can see in my own leaderboard here, I'm falling behind a bit. So I'm going to predict a 2-1 Liverpool win. So that if we lose, <laughs> you, do you know what? I'll still be. You know what? Forget it. I'm not in this. I'm not in this race. I'm not in this race. Um, two two. I'm going. That's why I honestly think it will be two two. So we've gone the same. Gordon <laughs> two one. Me and James have gone two two. <laughs> Lee has gone two nil. So if I get a draw, you, you, you go above me. Yeah, and Lee. Yeah, yeah. You pull away from Lee. Just for the record, I'd love a two-one or a two-nil win. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not here like no, don't try and get it. Don't try and get it in now, Turkey. No, no, no. You, you, you right, made right. the bed. Now laying it. it, it I'm going to be really honest. If Jordan would have gone one-one, uh, three-three, or, or or Liverpool, I, I was always going to go Arsenal to win this two-one. You know what I mean? But he's pulled out the 2-1, so I think, all right, you know, I've got to go for the 2-0. But I, I genuinely do think Arsenal will win this game. And do you know why? I, I really think it. I honestly think the last seven games we've won, I've, I'll have i be really honest, I've expected us to win those games. Um, you, they're games that you expect a team that's going to win the titles. To win. Somewhere along the line, you've got to go to places like Chelsea, like Spurs, and get results, and we've done that. We... We was nervous going in that game against Tottenham. We produced, and I think that we'll produce again. And I'll tell you what, pains me to say it, Spurs are probably a better team than, than Liverpool. And we trounced them. Fingers Have faith in this team, boys. Have faith in this team. I was, was going to go bigger. I was going to go 3 1, but I kind of just reined it in a little bit. But I, I'm really Don't underestimate Anfield people. No, 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 I know. No, I know that. And I could this... be mugged off this time next week. But I'm just—I've got this real cockiness on, in this particular game. Some reason I don't know why. I don't know why, but I'm. But I'm you know, really and so I'm, I'm not trying to start a whole new discussion. I know we got, but I—I'll just end by saying I actually thought that first half against Man City. I actually thought they looked quite good. You know, City well, also they could have gone 2-0 up. They could have gone two 0 up easily, and and that wouldn't have been totally undeserved. And maybe Rodri should get a red. In my opinion, he should. Like, and City were brilliant and deserved that win. Do not get me wrong. But I also think there were little moments that could have yeah. swung the other way and and that wouldn't have been against the run of play for Liverpool. Um, so they are dangerous. I think Salah's still... 
unbelievable when, when he sees that goal. So I, I yeah, think, yeah. yeah, full faith in this team, but I'm just respecting what Liverpool are. Yeah, they still yeah. are. A proper team. I, I, I think it's like a twenty-man brawl against Chelsea, like you know, and they all get sent off, like you know what I mean. <laughs> a couple of hamstrings get pulled. Yeah, we'll oh, oh, Jordan. That's <laughs> terrible, Jordan, but I love it. It's the dim white of the, of the show. Love but James, it. You're, you're saying, oh, Jordan, but if Salah pulls up on tonight, come on, there'll be a little bit of a... No. Look at his face. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> I'm doing a dim white, I'm not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's wrap up because I know Jordan's got a goal real soon. Jordan does a Ben White every week, can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> but he still likes football. He just doesn't watch yeah, football. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. He still talks about it on a podcast. <laughs> I just don't watch it. <laughs> All right, comments of the day. Let's keep it to one comment each, Jordan, um, because I know you got a goal. Get the notepad out. Right, so I've got one here. I've forgotten the guy's name, apologies, but it's got I see similarities like Arsenal signing Ozil and AFTV signing Jordan for the Forever Pod. So much potential and expectations, but we are banging our heads every week after their performance for not making the impact we want. Just hope, just hope when I can't read my own writing, just hope when they just hope when off gets rid. Hope they get rid of Jordan. They don't give him a special farewell program. Uh, am I right? It's shocking. Yeah, uh, praising him, like praising him, like, you know? just like just like they did Ozil. Sorry, basically, the guy's saying he's comparing me to Meza Ozil. Lots of potential, came with lots of fanfare, but doesn't deliver every single week. I thought that was well quite, read. Quite funny. That was beautiful. Well read. My writing is so bad. Well done. Well, next time, take a screenshot of it, like you know, so you can read. I'm it, on like, the I phone, do. so I can't. No. Um, I also want to big up Darren Eastman, who I bumped into in Brixton, who's the brother of Craig Eastman, who played for Arsenal a few years back. Um, he says he watches the pods, um, and is a big fan of ours. He's also a friend of Curtis's, and also big up the gentleman's name. I forgot his name. Apologies. I bumped into a gentleman at the 180 Strand Members Club, yeah. who's a big fan of mine, um, and likes the pod as well. You've got one fan out there. You've got one fan out there. He doesn't remember his name. I'm real. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm real. I forgot the guy's name. Sorry, he does exist. I'm there's right. no point. Sh- can I just say, there's no point shouting them out. Like, with all due respect, <laughs> big up to the guy I saw yeah, uh, yeah. when I was doing something um, in my life. Thanks. <laughs> big, thanks for the <laughs> Right. You will remember my name, won't you, Jordan? Like, yeah, yeah, of course I will. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got well. you, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm real. It's called a shout out. Yeah, it is called a shout out for a reason. <laughs> he knows who he is. Yeah, yeah, he of course he, he does. But none of us do, do we? Yeah. Like, and that's the point. Who's <laughs> who's up next? I've got. I've I don't have one. I missed the I've last got one. Matthew Bassett. I've gone. Lee is the one friend that you don't want to see when you're doing something embarrassing. There you go. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all. Very true. Very, Very true. Not on. <laughs> Listen, I, I I had this James looks well comment. He got 300 likes. It was one of the one of the yeah, funniest comments one, that, right, yeah. that I've seen. But <laughs> I like this one better from the chill. The chill says, "I like this version of James. 
Now we just need a new version of Jordan. <laughs> Harsh. Harsh, but true. I guess what it wasn't the chill. chill. Now, see, the name's the chill. You're not going to forget that, are you, unless you're Jordan. You are not going to forget that. <laughs> All right, listen, people. We've just passed an hour. Jordan's got to move on. He's got some other work to do. So big up Jordan, big up Lee, and big up James, as always. Hit the like button, people. Get to to 1,000 likes. Leave your comments, lineups, front free. Saliba, do you play him, whether he's 70 80% or not? Let us know. And we'll talk again next week, people. We'll be back after the Liverpool game. I'd say early next week. Make sure you subscribe. Put the notification bell on and you'll know exactly when it is. A lot of good content coming out this week. I'm headed over to Anfield tomorrow to record Box to Box. I think Robbie and James are also recording around in and around Anfield. So make sure you're here. Tactical shows out, lads. Ladies and yep, gentlemen. Don't get that. Don't get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get that. James has had it. Sports Social Podcast Network.